Hi there, it's Memory um, from Friends Abroad Relationship School and uh, I'm a bit behind today because of my battery. <laughs> so um, this is day 22 of our intentional healing work and I am pleased to see us progressing and we are nearing the end of the month, which is really good. And I will just get into this. So um, today the topic I wanted to share was around uh, self-compassion. So when we talk about healing, when we encourage you to heal or we encourage each other to heal, healing is an act of self-love and um, it also is an act of, in that self-love, it actually is an act of self-compassion because what we do when we heal ourselves or we parent ourselves, we are practicing kindness to the child in us or to ourselves. It's like... When someone suggests that you consciously parent your children um, and that helps you to improve the relationship between you and your children and that also helps your peacefulness or peace of mind as well as helping the children themselves and their sense of self and their, um, their, their peacefulness and how they might show up in life. And so it is that when you parent yourself or you heal yourself, you are also doing the same thing or trying to achieve the same outcomes that you would achieve when you are parenting the child you love. So wh what we do when we heal ourselves as an act of self-compassion is we are learning to regulate or manage ourselves so that we don't live a knee-jerk life, a life of reactions, a life of um, betraying ourselves a life of uh, people pleasing, a life of over-functioning, a life of um, trying to earn worthiness or trying to prove our worthiness to others. And when we heal ourselves in an act of self-compassion, we connect with the essence of who we are. And so when we have a sense of self or a sense of knowing who we are, what happens is that we act in our best interest and we will not betray ourselves and any any relationships we encounter, we encounter those people or relationships with respect, we trust and allow them to do the best, we don't push against anyone or anything because we are compassionate to ourselves and so it's easy for us to understand that others need to do the same for themselves. We practice freedom of, um, of thought, of expression uh, in our own lives. And we also trust that others are doing the same. And because of that, because of that freedom, that trust, and also that compassion, we are not going to be putting pressure on anyone because we don't need pressure ourselves from anyone because we know that pressure does not make us feel good. We know that pressure does not promote peace of mind. So I'm inviting you tonight to reflect on how you are acting compassionately towards yourself, whether in any encounter you learn to detach and objectively evaluate the situation and then you choose your, your attitude or your decision or your intervention um, for said subject and then you act from a conscious place without knee-jerking, without acting by default or reacting, 
and then when we do that we can probably encourage or promote connection rather than just um, reactions and, and um, creating tension with others. It is So it is that in our relationships, especially our romantic relationships, our friendships and our parenting, if we are self-compassionate, what we do is we take the time to process what is happening around us without rushing to try to decide, um, you know, in an instant, I want to do this and act from a, an unconscious place, in which case that can cause others alarm and maybe then we push others away from us when we are trying to promote engagement. When we react, when we people please, when we jump to conclusions, when we attack, um, we are not being compassionate to ourselves because we are not taking the time to look into or reflect on how we are feeling and objectively evaluate those feelings and then use them to create solutions that are helpful for us. So consequently, we probably live in victim mode. Like in relationships, we end up thinking, oh, these men are like this or these women are like this, but we are not reflecting on our behavior compassionately. And by compassion, we are saying that we are not going to blame ourselves and say, I've got a, you know, I'm, I'm the bad person here. And we are also equally not going to blame the other person, but rather we are going to evaluate our own part, our own role in the interaction. And then we compassionately reflect, evaluate and decide what is best for us. And that is parenting compassionate parenting and even in our parenting or our relationships if we distance ourselves first and we evaluate and then we create a decision and we then engage in a healthy way we can promote engagement we can promote healthy relationships with our partners because sometimes we believe that a healthy relationship needs to be with your partner doing what you want or maybe your children doing what you, what what you want no people will do what people do from the place of how they are feeling but it is important that we accept those differences and manage them in a healthy way and that is what is important and initially in our compassionate approach it might be that we need to just detach and feel our triggers on our own as long as we do not attack others process that and then we decide what is best and with time if we practice detaching and processing and then going to others when we've processed effectively and we know what we want to say and we have reframed it and we express it in a kind way then with time it becomes easy for us even in the midst of conflict to detach um, emotionally uh, psychologically and then process really quickly and then express ourselves is that to say i need some time to process this is this okay or we can say oh okay i understand what you are saying i just need a moment maybe to work on this or maybe we might actually have the answer already but we express it from a place of kindness and compassion rather than reaction or people pleasing just to agree with someone so that they stay with us which doesn't help the relationship anyway 
and in being compassionate to ourselves there are practices we can maintain um, we can practice the objective evaluation we can reframe that self-compassion we can also write a compassion letter to ourselves in times of crisis what would someone who loves you say to you in this moment maybe in a letter if you wrote to them and said i'm going through this write a letter to yourself about that uh, about what someone compassionate would say to you and that is very helpful the other thing that you can do also in times of stress you might use compassionate affirmations or you use feeling statements that are kinder to you and that is important because you are also feeling your feelings which is what we need to do because in all this work the important thing that i keep pointing out is we need to feel our feelings most of the time we have behaviors where we are doing so much so much so much because we are acting from our from the head but if we really sit with some of the things that we do we recognize that actually we might not need to take action and that is how we act from a place of self-compassion and when we are compassionate to ourselves we don't overfunction we don't you know push against people and try to force matters or maybe to uh, put pressure on a partner or maybe to argue with children and and all those behaviors at work we don't we don't have certain behaviors that are reactive but we detach and we parent ourselves and we notice how we are feeling about the situation and then we create solutions in our best interest not just solutions but that are in our best interest and maybe also in the best interest of others where others are involved but that doesn't mean to say we need to betray ourselves so there's more about self-compassion and there's so much that we might share along the way but um this is probably just the tip of an iceberg and i recommend that you look into self-compassion and you practice self-compassion on a daily basis and in a time maybe when you are feeling pressured when you are feeling triggered compassion to yourself might look like just parenting yourself what would you do for someone that you love or care for think about that what would you do for a child in your care who is feeling a certain way about a certain situation that is what self self compassion invites you to do so what you simply do is you do that for yourself but you also do specific practices sit with your journal what can you do to be self compassionate to yourself today that is very important i hope that's helpful then the next thing i want to remind us to about how and what we do about healing is that we need to reflect every day on something that we have done for ourselves what have you done today for yourself that is helpful for you and something that is um you know that is helpful for your healing and what is it that maybe you didn't probably feel that you did very well i found myself at some point today being um i was i was i slept really well you know after many many days 
and um, because of that sleeping well sometimes you've got the after effects and I found myself again at some point um, wanting to be a little bit judgmental to be judgmental and um, and what I did was I have this little tip I think I've shared it before if I'm thinking thoughts that I feel are not kind I just turn my head and when I turn my head I've changed topics in my head already because my focus is now where I'm looking so that is very helpful and um, loving yourself with love languages what have you done today I have um, I have eaten something really nice that I, I really liked today I, I prepared something that I enjoyed that's for taste um, and also I do my hugs and I use my affirmations and I promise myself that I'm going to have a good day because I believe that any loving mother would do that for their child and so I need to keep doing that for myself and I also had some um, you know some 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 tea that helped me to 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 be ready for the day which is very important and I also walked in nature that is very helpful for me um, and as an act of service and um, I'm hoping that you have done something for yourself tonight that is helpful for you and that will help your healing because that is very important for us to look into doing things each and every day that are in our best interest, doing little things to help us during our healing. And creativity, try to invest in creativity. Is there something that you have done today? I like to write and um, you know that, that, that's that, that's my thing you know I, I think and I, I, I write I feel I write so that is something that I like to do I hope you've got something that you do also and it's important that you nurture your in, inner child by investing in your creativity even if you have shelved it for a long time look into reviving that because it's very important for your healing the next thing we want to talk about today, um, we will talk about um, a system. We will do a system as we do every day. This is day 22. And yesterday we, um, we had a system. It was an example. Uh, and I think I might do another example again. It was an example yesterday that we did uh, around um, uh, when you are pre-triggered you know that you are going to enter a situation where you might be triggered maybe there's somebody at work that you get don't get along with and you dread getting into work maybe you're about to meet your family and you dread family meetings because there's somebody there who you assume to cause so much trouble maybe um you are going to get on the train and you you dread um you know getting to the train station and the crowd around you know the crowding and all that so you learn to parent yourself before those situations that's what we shared yesterday and so the solutions that we shared around the visiting parents or any situation where that you need to learn to uh, to parent yourself to to do a system maybe to do segment intending to also monitor and change your attitude because you might also have a contribution in that situation something that you need to change and you also need to trust and allow others to do their best and you might need to create boundaries so what we do is when we do a system the following day we evaluate that system when before we do another one so maybe your evaluation around such a situation might be 
I did my sixth sem and I decided that I will go and visit my family anyway or I'll go into work but I'm going to look into changing my behaviors and see what happens and then I'll give myself a timeline uh, to see if there's any changes and if there aren't any changes I might have to maybe stop going to um, family meetings for a little while while I parent myself and then I'll get ready when I've got tools to uh, join these people and maybe if it's work you might say that if I talk if I give this this situation uh, my best and I parent myself I might uh, then give it about a month and if this person is not changing I might need to go to management and if I go to management and there's no change I might need to leave the job and look for another one you see the, those these are all solutions that are helpful for you if it's a relationship again you can do that you can detach and look into your own behavior what are you contributing in this dynamic and um, if you do nothing what happens if you focus on parenting yourself what would happen and then you can give yourself a timeline if i do this for three months and there's no change and i'm not begging for for more time i'm not telling them what to do i'm not demanding texts i'm not shouting at them what's going to happen and then see what happens after three months if you stop doing all those things that you were doing and they are not responsive then you know that it's not the right relationship and you can move on so these are the solutions that we implement and the evaluations that we do each and every day so for today again i wanted to share probably another example um, which might be helpful um, because i in tomorrow i might find my own uh, my own system to share with you so today I think maybe we can share around um, a relationship. Maybe you are in a relationship and um, the, your partner is not consistent with communication. So maybe on one day you feel really upset, you know, like days when we share on, on, on groups, maybe you are saying, I feel really upset because I we have been trying to text my partner and they don't respond when I text and it takes them so many you know so many hours or days to even respond to me so i'm feeling really anxious about the lack of consistency so that is the trigger so i'm inviting you wherever you are to look into a trigger a situation that you want to parent today this is what we do every day because when i do this i encourage you not to just listen but to participate to parent yourself every day because as i do this i also parent myself so our trigger is what happened and how did you feel about it so your partner um is not consistent with communication and it's making you feel anxious and what do we do when we are anxious we start to over function or we start to you know to punish ourselves so Let's look into this uh, trigger. If you've got a different trigger or a situation you want to work on or maybe something from the past, reflect on it and articulate that trigger statement. This happened and I feel this way. So let's sit back and relax and look into assess the trigger score. So on a scale of zero, uh, which is calm and 10, which is very distressed, what is the trigger score? So let's put this score at 
nine out of ten most of the time when people are really anxious about uh, communication the score is probably around 10 10 out of 10 so let's put it at nine today for learning purposes and like i said think about your own trigger something that is happening in your life and score yourself and then let's do some deep breathing because we need to ground put your feet down and you can put your hands on your on, on your legs if you are sitting or if you are lying down just put your hands on your chest and take a deep breath in and out in out in out and as you do this if you are also very tense you can even just massage yourself the grounding part we do this when we write it, we just write it in order, but it's actually something you need to do straight away when you are feeling triggered to ground yourself. So you can do these things and you can also do a cathartic shake if you are feeling really, really triggered because the idea is for you to calm yourself down. And then the next thing you want to do is to look into the pre-triggers. What is it? that might be worsening the impact of your trigger today because maybe this has been happening for, for for a month or two months and you have noticed it but you haven't been this triggered until now what is the reason why there's always a reason why our trigger is worse than usual um so the impact of our trigger is worse than usual so number one maybe you haven't healed your traumas and so you've got this anxiety underlying anxiety and then the second thing might be that you because this has been going on for a while now it's taking its toll on you and so that's the relationship history of inconsistency that's a pre-trigger maybe you also have a problem at work or something else in your life that's bothering you and for women maybe you have your period and that can also worsen the impact of your trigger the next thing that might also worsen the impact of your trigger is not having a self-care routine and this is what i shared that we need to wake up to ourselves each morning meditation um gratitude affirmations self-hugs deep breathing cathartic shake and setting an intention you might add others of your own but these have got a reason i wrote that in the system toolkit how important they are how they can help you to improve your emotional baseline and so those are the pre-triggers things that can worsen the impact of your trigger and if you have young children again maybe you're struggling with the young children and that may, might stress you in your relationship and then the next thing we need to do is we need to to sit um, and assess the bodily manifestation of the trigger. So I invite you again to just close your eyes and sit still, relax your shoulders, and then scan your body. Sensations, feet, what, is there anything in your feet? I've got cold feet, I've got um, achiness, and my back is aching also. Maybe in that time you might have a chest pain, you might have a heart-wrenching sensation in your tummy you might have a bad head you might have tenseness in the shoulders and in the neck so all that you need to breathe into that <sighs> breathe into all those parts if you are not feeling comfortable 
and then the next thing is to look into images so i invite you as we do this to reflect on what's going on in your body what are the mental images so maybe you visualize your partner looking at the phone and just putting it away because they are not responding to you or maybe texting other people and then feelings upset angry anxious disappointed frustrated look into the feelings that are related to your situation what are you feeling exactly and feelings are different from sensations and then um thoughts how dare you not respond to me i tried to text him why is he not um why is he not responding he doesn't love me doesn't care about me how can he do that he's going to see what i'm going to do so it's all these thoughts that go through your head when you encounter a situation where your partner is not uh, is not consistent with texting i'm going to text him and i'm going to tell him what i think i'm going to give him a piece of my mind all those things reflect on the thoughts that are going through your head about your situation your trigger that you are working on right now the next stage is root cause why are you anxious um that your partner is not consistent with communication it's 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 a simple fact it's 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 really a simple answer because you thought you believe that you are in a relationship and someone needs to be consistent and to be responsive simple as that and why is that because you learned that growing up that people uh, when people love you they will show you how they love you through consistency and being responsive So that's as simple as that. So you've got unmet needs to for attention really to and to be understood because you are trying to communicate with a partner and and it's as simple as that. But there's an issue also there the fact that this has been happening and you have noticed it but you are still feeling frustrated about it. So there's also an unmet need to be in control because it could also be that because you're noticing and you are still expecting that something is going to change by miracles so that need to be in control is there and also autonomy you need to take charge of your life and do what is best for you so those that's the part of the root cause something that you need to parent and work on so as for you look into something if it's not this uh, trigger we are working on right now look into something that you are working on what is the root cause why are you feeling and thinking what you are feeling and thinking about this situation so find out your answer there and let us parent i invite you to look into what unmet need in childhood might not be met in this moment of your trigger is it that you don't feel understood is it that you've got a need for attention acceptance autonomy independence order peacefulness to be respected um it goes on and on i will share the um, the unmet needs there on on, um, on 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 the on the after the uh, sorry or in the comments and it's also in system so let's parent the inner child for these unmet needs i invite you to give yourself love with five love languages and five senses whatever you have if you've got candles maybe when we do this next time get your lavender candle and light it and put it on the side if you've got chamomile tea or a calming tea you might have your own types of things to use put it on the side and have a sip 
as you calm yourself down when you are triggered because that's very helpful so let's parent as we would do a child we love who is in a similar situation mommy mommy the people that i'm trying to talk to are not talking to me they are not responding to me at school what do i do hug the child in you and rock yourself take some deep breath in and out i invite you to someone your inner child visualize the child in you at an age that you want to invite them and hug them and tell them you love them so much i love you so much and i'm here for you and i'm going to do my best to help you to heal to support you in this situation i know that you wanted so much to be with this person but i want you to also understand that not everyone is for you and people will do what people do for their own reasons and it's not personal i love you so much and i know that you want some attention and i'll give you that attention and i'm going to try and understand your needs and i'm going to meet them hang in there and recognize that i'm here for you give me time and an opportunity to help you through this we got this i see you and i love you and i'm with you and i'll see you later and if you are in a place where maybe you visualize your inner child crying wipe your tears wipe your tears and tell her you love her so much and tell her that you're going to see her soon and you're going to play with her and do her favorite art or her favorite thing or her favorite exercise or anything that you know that your inner child loves and then say say goodbye to your inner child and tell her that you are going to create solutions for this situation and you are going to do what is best for her and then hug her goodbye and then do a cathartic shake so after you have done this you have um sort of taken yourself away from the connection with your inner child but you are still needing to create solutions for the situation your inner child is probably calmer now feels heard, feels seen, feels acknowledged because that's what we all need. The next thing you want to do is to create reframes. And and um in reframes, the first thing we do is thought replacement. So, imagine that um your partner or the person you are dating is not consistent with communication. What other perspective is out there? Maybe he's too busy for this relationship. Maybe there's something that is happening that is not happy with. Maybe um you know maybe there's too much pressure or maybe he's not all in or maybe he said that he wanted a friends and with benefit and maybe you are taking it as a as a full on relationship a committed relationship so look into all those things what other perspective is out there and also you cannot put pressure on anyone people need to choose what they want to do that's one of the reframes that you can make it can be hard but is the truth you see you you want to allow people to choose what is best for them so those are some of the thought replaced thoughts you can replace your thoughts with and then um role reversal is very important when you parent yourself put yourself in the shoes of the person that you are having a difficult time with if you are in a situation where it's just you think of what a loving parent or a loving friend or maybe a professional 
would say about to you when they look at you and what you are thinking maybe your partner would say that maybe i feel a lot of pressure right now and i think maybe i need to take some space or i love you so much but um you probably need to be a bit patient with me i can't always answer when you want me to answer but i do answer anyway it depends on what's going on in your relationship or it you could actually say i've told you that i'm no longer interested so i know that you want to be with me but i cannot be with you, you and i can't do what you're expecting me to do and those are some of the raw reversals that you might consider and then the next thing you want to do once once you've done that is to look into solutions intermediate when we have finished here you have finished parenting yourself here what are you going to do about this situation and the first thing i recommend is self-care start a self-care routine to commit to yourself so that you are not trying to get attention love understanding acknowledgement from people who might not be willing to give it to you learn to give yourself the things that you are looking for in a relationship in relationships in others that's very important because when you set an example those people who are able to give them those things to you will gravitate towards you without you making any effort at all so self-care first and then second thing is we need specific solutions for this situation what can we do maybe if it's a relation look into behaviors what might be causing this and acknowledge that maybe there's something that you might be doing that's causing problems if not um look into maybe they are not interested or maybe i'm not sure what's going on here and you are it's okay for you to express yourself when i see them next time it might be that i need to express how i'm feeling or or the other thing is if they are texting you show gratitude show appreciation oh it's lovely to hear from you you know and then they might do more of that because sometimes people distance themselves because they don't feel good around you because of the responses that they get when they reach out or maybe because of the behavior that you exhibit when you are with them because people want to stay around people who make them feel good or it could be their own story you know maybe they are just not all in and it's okay the idea is to discern to recognize what's going on so those are the solutions that you might need to to explore to say i'm seeing a red flag here i i need not ignore it maybe i need to communicate once and um make a request not an order or a control because they will run um make a request and if i give myself a timeline of about maybe a month and there's no change then maybe i need to move on and it is what it is because if you do not move on you are betraying yourself and you are also trying to control them and uh, make them do what they probably don't want to do so learn to honor yourself and also to express your needs but in a sort of um requesting way not a demanding way and then leave it with them give them time people don't change overnight they need time to decide that she said this she's not pressuring me he said this is not pressuring me so maybe let me see if i can i want to do it and if they want to do it they will and if they don't that's fine and you let them go you give yourself a timeline 
and then long-term solutions what might you do um you might need to look into self-care again continuous self-care and then maybe you created short-term solutions to say after a month so your long-term solutions start after a month what will you do after a month um maybe you let them go and then when you get you need to heal intentionally take space and heal and then maybe long term after if six months of healing maybe intentional healing you might need to look into um, dating and then you need to make sure that you watch out for red flags this time and meanwhile you are also working on your behaviors because you know that they contribute to the dynamic so those are the things that you might consider in a, this kind of situation and um, then when you have done that you we do you're finished doing the objective evaluation we do a cathartic shake and this is the last part of the system before you, you score yourself because now what you are doing is to release that energy you know because you know you were anxious and you were really unhappy and all that so you just need to release that energy so that it doesn't cause disease in your body so you need to release it release it release it if you are triggered even when you don't have time to parent yourself just to hug yourself and say i love you it's okay it's okay we'll talk about this just like what you do with a child we'll talk about this later uh, let's sort it out and then you do a cathartic shake and you just release and you actually find you feel you feel electrified it's quite a little uh, a, a great little activity which we're going to talk about in a minute and then when you have finished this you reflect on your score what is the trigger score now on a scale of 0 to 10 you know that yes you wanted them to text and all that but now you have been acknowledged and you also have solutions you've got a way forward because our anxiety and our triggers most of the time come from uncertainty and lack of information we don't know what to do but if we have got a plan now i've got a plan of what to do something to focus on then you can actually feel soothed might not be zero out of ten maybe the score now is about three but at least you are not where you were before in that harmful state and you can also plan in your short-term goals when i live here i'm also going to go for a walk or i'm going to lift some weights or i'm going to do some exercises something that can help you or i'm going to go on the second level and talk to a friend but avoid venting too much because it doesn't help and also maybe i might go and help the the neighbor the elderly neighbor who was struggling yesterday i might just cut their grass just focus on something else but after parenting yourself so that is what you do for yourself uh when you when you've got a trigger and uh tomorrow we will evaluate this trigger and share uh how we might evaluate it because what we do when we do system is we tune into our emotions and our thoughts and we use them to create solutions and to change behavior we have created solutions now and what we need to do is we start applying those solutions implementing them and what then happens is we need to evaluate ourselves on a daily basis around those solutions am i changing my behavior if i stopped shouting at people if i stopped um you know being a people pleaser if i stopped being passive aggressive am i welcoming feedback those are the things that we need to reflect on in our lives and that's what we do with sifts and it's not just a tool to write 
it's actually something we do to change our lives and then when you have finished doing this you can sit down in general but when you come and do this with me right now a journal it's up to you to journal and it's going to be helpful especially for people who haven't done it but just by sitting and parenting here you have released that tension and you've got an idea of what to do you can you can even simply write your solutions i'm going to do one two three now i know what to do and then evaluate yourself as you go if you've got a specific behavior that you need to change so grounding technique for today we share grounding techniques every day something that you can do to help yourself to ground in any situation and as i was saying um we i wanted to share about catharsis cathartic shake there are many types of catharsis uh cathartic exercises uh they help you to release that tension uh, when you are when you are upset when you are angry when you are anxious there is one thing that i do not feel is actually helpful um and that is destroying things i know that in some schools of thought they talk about um destroying things you know or screaming or or punching something but the problem is if you don't have that thing to punch next time what are you going to punch there are many other healthy and helpful ways to do catharsis and um one of them is actually deep breathing because you are connecting with your body and that is the most powerful uh, form of catharsis one of the most powerful form of catharsis something where you connect with your body rather than destroy something or do something external so that's very important the one that i wanted to talk to you about tonight is cathartic shake this cathartic shake and if whatever you are if you do this <laughs> you you recognize the power of this i think you all have jogged in your life and if you pay attention to how you feel when you are jogging you actually feel feel good i mean you might feel sweaty and all that but you actually feel good and this this exercise it just releases endorphins and it's also childlike as you can see you connect with your inner child so and it grounds you because you stay present you are here you are not there in the future or back in the past you are here and doing this little silly shake so it's quite helpful to practice this to release emotions whenever you are triggered i say this when you want to enter a meeting when you are about to get into work when you know when you get up in the morning shake off the cobwebs from last night and shake off that tension before you get into the meeting so that you know you go in yourself you've got nothing else that you are carrying um it's also there's also another one which is similar to this which i read about about trembling it's worth looking looking into so it's like just you just going to tremble and when you tremble you also release endorphins and you also shake off those um, that 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 negative energy so that's what i wanted to share with you today i hope that was helpful and i hope i see you again tomorrow 
is we parent ourselves. We continue to parent ourselves up to the end of the month. And uh, when we finish the end of the month, as I said, I, I will um, evaluate and see if I can continue because I would like to start some parts of the units of the inner child work. But each day will be self-parenting during this system. Because even if you don't do inner child work, if you bring your trigger every night here and you apply solutions and you take those solutions into your life, you will actually start to notice your life changing if you are reflective. Quality life before relationships. I will see you tomorrow and thank you so much for watching. Uh, Melanie, Mama, Kami and Brittany. See you soon. Bye.